And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor. It is Thursday the 19th of August, but I've got to say it feels a bit like a Friday. It probably feels a bit like Friday because I'm going to go down to Cornwall this afternoon and have a long weekend down there. How about yourself, Paul? Well, have a good trip down there. Uh, looks like the weekend's not going to look that great, though, from the weather forecast, I see. Uh, actually, the forecast is just starting to improve. Uh, so maybe a bit of rain on Saturday, but Sunday now looks dry down there. So but you never know. In Cornwall, the weather can change on a sixpence. sixpence. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Shouldn't say sixpence anymore. Should I? It's showing how old I am. Can change yeah. on a 10p piece. Doesn't have the same sort of ring, though, does it? No, it doesn't. No. Who, who invented decimalization? I mean, honestly. Anyway, don't even get me going there. Actually, I've just been talking to clients about Thin Lizzy. And uh, the boys are back in town and don't believe a word. Not that that's for this five-minute morning minor, but what a great uh, artist Bill Linnett was. Shame he died in 1986. Uh, but if you haven't ever listened to the double album, uh, Live and Dangerous, you should. It's fantastic. Okay. Anyway, let's move on, Paul. We're supposed to be talking about mining. Um, let's start with the big ones. We've got uh, South 32 and also Antofagasta. Yes, we sure do. Uh, South 32 with its uh, full uh, year results uh, with the release out today. Uh, They took a good size impairment charge, which uh, ended up giving them a loss uh, for the period of $195 million U.S. The impairment was uh, essentially all against their uh, various coal uh, assets, uh, which they have essentially made arrangements to divest or if not have already separated though but they appear against these uh, current earnings going forward they've uh, made it clear and with their exploration projects or big ones that they've invested in over the last year that they're shifting out of fossil fuels and will be increasingly a base metal uh, production company lead zinc and copper and that sort of thing Again, after tax loss, $195 million, though their revenue was up 4% year-on-year to $6.3 billion. And without the impairment charges, they would have had a 153% increase in underlying earnings to $489 million. So overall, uh, operational-wise, it, it doesn't look that bad at all uh, with operating margins improved to, to 26% as well. It's just that uh, coal write-down which uh, hit them this time. I mean, it's interesting there that you talk about, you know, okay, they're going to focus on the other base metals like copper. Um, but of course, they're going to have to go and acquire them, aren't they? Because they probably don't have yeah. enough of their own. Yeah, uh, so. they are in their exploration projects, like their uh, uh, Alaska project has a big copper component in it, for instance. So, so yes, there'll be buyers, I think, going forward. But I think that's what all the majors are doing, isn't it? You know, they're all wandering around Australia at the moment looking for the smaller um, exploration companies um, that are actually building up their reserve. And then, you know, they'll come in and actually, they may just, rather than acquiring, may joint venture with them and that sort of thing, won't they? Yes, that's true. Uh, so, I mean, you've got South 32, Newcrest, Evolution, Goldfields, they're all doing it. They're all wandering around Queensland. And we're going to see some activity here, I think, aren't we, Paul? Uh, yes, we will. I think we will. Anyway, uh, there you go. Sorry, I'd rather cut in on you there, but that's why some of these small junior be it copper gold plays, some of the junior, as you say, iron, zinc plays, uh, watch out. Anyway, enough from me. Moving on, Paul, Paul, Antofagasta. Antofagasta, interim results there with revenue in the first half of uh, 
right at $3.6 billion, which was 68% higher uh, year on year. They also had uh, cost uh, savings uh, uh, that came in at $43 million or reduced the cost by about $0.05 cents a pound on a unit cash cost basis. Profits came in at $1.4 billion, uh, uh, which... Uh, well, or excuse me, $1.8 billion, which is a $1.4 billion increase over the year-on-year comparable, and earnings per share at $0.67.5, cents, uh, which is uh, many uh, multiples higher than it was in 2020. They have uh, flagged up, though, uh, right in the chairman's uh, statement at the beginning of the release, though, that they uh, are getting increasingly concerned about uh, water uh, for operations in Chile with the uh, the ongoing drought there. Yeah, I mean, they've actually downgraded estimates going forward because of the water problem, haven't they? They have, uh, and we'll just have to see how severe this gets or what kind of mitigation measures they might be able to implement. But uh, it's been for some time a requirement now for the major copper producers in Chile to uh, be uh, moving toward, uh, or if not already uh, having applied uh, uh, saltwater desalination and then to pipe uh, that water up to their uh, mining operations uh, from the coast. I see also um, the ASX listed uh, Vulcan Energy, which is a lithium developer in Germany. It's going to, it's planning to dual list in Frankfurt. Now, they missed a trick here. Uh, you know, everybody goes and dual list in Frankfurt because it's, it's very cheap and cheerful, but actually, UK institutions won't buy Frankfurt listed stocks. Uh, what they should have done, and if you're listening, uh, Francis, um, what you should have done is actually dual listed on the Acris Exchange in London because it's almost as cheap uh, because they recognize the, uh, the, the, the ASX as, a, as an exchange and therefore it's just a dual listing. Uh, you don't have to do a complete uh, documentation. Uh, and all the UK institutions are happy uh, buying stocks on the Acris London Exchange. Uh, so you can actually do it as well as Frankfurt. Francis, if you're listening, that is what you should do. Do give me a call. I agree with you on that particular point. You trying to get brownie points off me, Paul? Yes, I think so. All right. Uh, what else would you like to mention? <laughs> Real good exploration results in, again, uh, uh, on uh, gold project drilling in Chile uh, from ASX listed to Soro Resources. This is an ongoing big drilling program with six rigs operating 24-7 uh, uh, on this project uh, on multiple vein sets uh, with a north-south strike. Examples of uh, hits uh, in latest assays, 205 meters at just under one gram uh, gold from just below surface which included two and a half grams gold over 60 meters and uh, other intervals like 12 and a half meters at 2.7 grams uh, gold and 53 meters at one gram gold. So these, uh, the reason they've got all this activity going is this is a very large system and they're just uh, going at it real gung-ho here. Sounds excellent. Moving around a little bit in South America, I think Condor Gold's also getting a load of assays, isn't it? Yes, they finally completed the last of their assays uh, from their infill drilling pro uh, program on the starter pit at La India in Nicaragua. And this essentially has uh, shown that they may well be able to uh, combine the two little starter high-grade pits into one main pit uh, or uh, as a starter pit because of the uh, goldenization they found between the two. 
And it also uh, essentially gives them a lot of confidence as to what they can model in for benches and average grades and what the uh, actual production rate from the mill in the starter years will be. Mm. Uh, and finally, perhaps, Paul, maybe we're commenting, some of these uh, base metal prices are just, uh, what should we say, consolidating or coming off a bit, aren't they? What's your thoughts there at the moment on commodity prices? Yeah, it's a pause that it's a pause that refreshes, is my view, unless we see some real clear information from Canada or from um, China, which uh, suggests that there is going to be a much uh, steeper slowdown in their uh, manufacturing industry in the second half. But uh, this kind of thing, it's a correction, I would say, at this point. So. Uh, be resolute in your um, investment positions in uh, uh, base metals and keep watching uh, the news. I mean, to be honest with you, with the sort of uh, supply chain disruptions we're seeing at the moment, I don't know if you if you, you can have a look actually at sort of a Google map of all the ships sitting outside Ningbo, Zhujiang port, uh, and it's huge uh, because they've shut that due to COVID. Um, and China is, is sadly having another outbreak of COVID uh, and they do just shut everything. Uh, supply chain disruptions mean things can't get shipped around, which means, you know, you, you don't need so much commodity. So commodity prices should come off. Uh, so it shouldn't be a surprise, really. Anyway, yes, on that's that, right. On that cheery note, go on, I'm a cheery mood, aren't I? Uh, let's call it a day. And uh, actually, I've, I, although I'm in call tomorrow, I am working, but I do have another call I'm doing, I think, during this time. So I may have to ask Ollie to have a chat with you, Paul. But we'll see. All right. We'll surprise the listeners. Okay, very good.